All right, everyone, welcome back to the Price Off Podcast. It is October 11th. I'm starting off on that one because Mike always corrects me. <laughs> and I want you guys all to know that it is October 11th, and we are here with our good friend, Crick, who we previously knew from Protes. But if you guys follow us on Instagram, we have been really, really excited about these new uh, gummies that he's been coming out with. So we're really excited to sit down and talk about how Crick, uh, yeah, how he's been able to uh, snackify some really fun, uh, I guess, categories that we normally already, like, we're already in energy. We're already in sleep, but we're bringing them into the snack realm. So uh, let's all welcome Crick. Uh, Crick, if you want to give us like a little bit of background, like how you got into where you are, obviously Protes was how we met you, but like a little bit on who you are. That'd be awesome. Yeah, sure. And, and thanks for having me on guys. Um, we've been following Price Plot for a long time and we've obviously known each other for a long time, but um, in a past life, 10 plus years ago, I was a banker and I used to cover the food space. So after a couple of years of um, covering and helping other large food manufacturers um, on the finance side, I decided I wanted to jump into foray of food businesses myself. And I was always big in the fitness, health, and um, just kind of the old adage, food is medicine, which always really stuck with me. So I started Pro's Protein Snacks. We launched that seven, six, seven years ago. Um, we're the first one to have protein chips. We built that business up pretty, pretty big. And we had some, some supply chain issues and then move on that business about two years ago. But while I was building that company um, or moving past it, I, um, I came across Ollie's, like the gummy vitamin company and all these gummy vitamins in general. But we had done a brand partnership with Ollie's and my business partner, Ryan, came into my office and I was popping the Ollie's gummy vitamins like candy. And he looks at me, he's like, dude, what are you doing? You, you can't eat them like that. And I, I looked at him, I was like, you're right, but who, who only eats two of these things? It's ridiculous. They taste too good. They're, they are candy. So we looked at each other like, why doesn't anyone snackify this? This just makes so much more sense to snack. Like this is what Haribo gummy bears are, like once eating these gummy products across the board. And at that time, we also saw that this keto low sugar candy um, were coming out and like doing phenomenally well, like Smart Sweets being the breadwinner there. And we realized that we can kind of marry these categories. So it took us about two years to do R&D and um, really make sure taste, texture, mouthfeel, and everything was where we want to be. And then also provide efficacy to consumers. But yeah, two years later, we just launched Candy Can, the first functional candy company. I love that story so much. And when we got on our first call to talk about this, I'm glad you brought it back up because I think it's a really, it's a funny point, but it's also super true. Like I, uh, I got that way with multivitamins that are gummies. Um, Mike before has completely demolished packages of gummies, like not, not, not in all over these different spaces. You, there's no way you can expect people to eat one gummy a day, especially exactly. with the flavor technology today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, even when we were raising money, and talking, they also the same thing. They're like, yeah, you're right. Like, I have to hide my gummy vitamins. But, and, and even going back to like, the Flintstone gummy vitamin days, like parents are hiding it from their kids because they want to eat more. But they taste great. They're, they're a great snack. So our bags have fit, over 15 gummies in a pack. You're supposed to eat the whole thing. And even like you, you, you can also kind of like dose yourself. Like if you want, don't want that much melatonin, you don't want that much um, caffeine or focus, whatever it is, you can half bag, quarter bag, or because we're kind of a mass market product, we, we, we see it as like one bag should be efficacious, but like you can have two bags and like mm -hmm. it won't be overkill. I wouldn't do more than that because the fiber issue might be a little problem, but one bag should do it for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these things. Oh, Mike, your mirror. We can't hear you, Mike. You're on mute or? Yeah. I think he's, he's going to figure it out. I think one big point, like you said, is I especially want to say is like uh, back in the day when people were eating Flintstones, kids were having to be kept away from those things. Yeah. But even at that point, like that flavor technology was nowhere near where we're at now. 
you know, like, yeah. like the, and not just to pump you up. This is, this is a lot of the industry, you know, but candy can, I have a hard time eating just one bag of sleep. Like I want like three, you know, and, I, and yeah, yeah. it what's kind of fun about it. Like you're saying, you can kind of dose yourself out. You have all of this stuff in there as an active ingredient, but you can start eating it like 45 minutes out. I just kind of snack on it on the couch while I'm getting ready to go to bed. Um, yeah. So you, you left the banking industry and you went more, more into it. Did you already have all of these contacts for manufacturing for all these ideas or did it take you some time to learn about this? I mean, I had to learn. I, I call it hubris, ego, what, what have you. I was like, I, I'm already buying and selling billion dollar companies. I, I know how to build a food company and buying and selling a quarter million billion dollar company or whatever, whatever it is. And building a company from scratch in the food industry is vastly different, vastly different. So I'll be honest. It took me about two to three years till we really got our shit together. I don't know if we're going to curse this thing. Um, <laughs> um, I, I'm a New Yorker. I, I talk like a pirate. Um, <laughs> and, and it took me a couple of years to really get my legs under me. And then by that point, we really got to traction. And now this one, we kind of have really good relationships. We're kind of, well and the feedback's been really good and for us also we're always trying to improve product like we're never going to be satisfied with the product i mean i'm constantly tinkering like even my last company the chips like six years in we were still improving that product line uh and that's how i am with this one this first product line i, I listened to so much feedback on, on product again it took two years to develop this thing and beyond that like I would launch and I'm still listening to people. I'm still listening to guys like you. What do we need to do? How do we fix this? And how do we improve it? So, um, and that's kind of how we are as a whole. But yeah, I mean, we're really excited about it. It's doing well. It tastes great. We have new SKUs coming out. We've, uh, I can actually disclose. We have an immunity SKU that comes out um, sometime next month. I'm really excited about that, which has a really good formula behind it and tastes great. So it's just a fun, it's a fun category for me. It's like, I love supplements. I love snacking and like healthier foods. So like marrying these categories for me, it just makes a ton of sense and just kind of brings value to consumers that in a way that's never been done before. Cause like supplements, you guys know, like there's just iteration on iteration on iteration. And at some point it's just commoditized and just branding, right? Mm -hmm. Which is some of the branding has been really cool. But I mean, for me, I was like, how do I differentiate and bring real value to consumer in a fun, attractive way? I think a, a big thing too is like a lot of the industry is going so hard, hardcore, high dose, like athlete that a lot of the times people forget that so much of maybe not the industry because we're inside the industry. We see a lot of like hardcore athletes, but so much of the buying power for these uh, is just normal consumers, right? Like uh, I think uh, we've seen it with, especially in the snacking element with like uh, smart sweets and stuff. We're looking at people that just want something that isn't bad for them. So your products really have a wide demographic that you can speak to and you don't have to get pigeonholed into like the most serious weightlifters in the, in the industry. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, even look at um, like our focus line, it's got like 50 milligrams out of caffeine and a couple of grams of L-theanine and alpha GPC, which is really great ingredients themselves. And like I said, one bag is efficacious. Like, so you can eat it while you're doing work, um, studying for a test for school, gaming, like the gamers are coming back to us saying like they really like it for that. And then sleep is just like that fruity snack before going to sleep. Like, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but at night I, I get the munchies and I just like want to eat something, whether it's, it's sweet or popcorn or something. I, I always at nighttime. So like the sleep one is a really cool product and I like it a lot. Um, and also like something that's cool about this is like, you look at Ollie's, you look at Smarty Pants, any of these like nature made gummy bears, 
each gummy has like three grams of sugar. Each mm-hmm. one of them. My entire bag of candy can has two grams of sugar. And there's 15 plus gummies in there. There's still about 18. It's not exact. Um, and also those product lines have gelatin. Actually, one of the last things I was working on was banker was like a, a sale of a German gelatin company. And I had no idea what gelatin was. Gelatin is disgusting. It's like <laughs> the byproduct of the byproduct of animal processing. It is so gross. And like, that's what we're feeding our kids. Like that's insane. Um, so like we have, we're using pectin, which is a pretty much a skin and peel of citrus fruit. So lemons, limes, things of that nature. And they just process it. So it's gives, doesn't give, it gives a similar balance to gelatin and you don't have that gross animal byproduct. And then there's just not as much sugar. It's not gonna make glucose response. We're using a, a really high quality, uh, branded, um, fiber ingredient, fiber smart. So I feel really good about this product. And then we're just going to keep bring out new, fun, cool, attractive candy products as we go forward. One of the things I love about it is that, uh, and Mike, we're back. You, we can hear you. Uh, Good, thank you. <laughs> uh, one of the things I like about it is because you initially uh, compared it to Haribo, uh, which um, I, I, you, you also use the word bouncy. Like you chew on Haribo a long time. It takes, it's like, like the chewing time to swallow time is like, it's very long. With your product, yeah. it's quick, quick and easy to snack on. You're not biting straight through it like a food, but it has just the right consistency for me, especially before bed. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the difference between pectin and gelatin. Gelatin's got a little bit more of a bounce to it, and pectin's got a little bit more of a chew to it. Like you can kind of bite through it a little easier. Yeah. Um, and and I, I've heard consumers go both ways. Like people like gelatin more for this, and then some people like pectin more for this. And for me, like I kind of like both of them. They're both different, but I just went the health route. And and, I, yeah. and for me, when I'm, when I'm listening to consumers, and like I, I generally go toward health, but if it's like. I really hate this. I'm not going to do it. So like, even for like our sweetener, like we didn't just use Stevia because like I heard enough feedback saying, I hate that Stevia applicator. So like what we did was Stevia, monk fruit, polydextrin, pectin. So like the blend doesn't give you that, that back flavor. Like, I mean, did you guys taste any kind of back flavor? I, I got no feedback at yeah. all, not once on that sweetness, which is great because our earlier iterations did have that. And I really can't taste that Stevia back fruit back uh, sweetness one up for issue that people have, but like our earlier R and D ones, we were testing and, and try, sampling with people. And they're like, yeah, I can taste it. Like I, I was like, okay, we got to work on it. We got to figure out a, another blend of a sweetener that kind of masks it. And we don't have any of it anymore, which is great. So Crick, now that I'm back, I wanted to back things up a little bit. Uh, I was trying to ask, so I want to clarify the, the brand's name is candy can one word, candy right? Can. And could yep. you show us, uh, could you tell us the story behind the uh, conception of that name? Yeah, sure. So it was actually initially Vitalish and we were just talking with so many people and eventually there's like, it just sounds too much like vitamins. It's too like functional and like supplementing. And we wanted to be more of a functional snack and less of a, like, I don't know, get a supplement kind of product. We want it to be a fun, healthy, functional candy that you can eat anytime because again the goal is to not just launch gummies like we want to go beyond gummies at some point and bring efficacy and and health and functionality to the whole candy candy category like you look at bars they're doing across the board obviously drinks there's tons of drinks i think food is the next evolution in functionality so the concept is candy can candy can help you sleep candy can help you focus and and improve memory and candy can can improve your immunity system immune system etc so like that's it's just the functional aspect of candy can help and improve and optimize whatever it is. 
Awesome. And the website is eCandyCan.com. So you have currently, uh, as we speak, you have two products under the Candy Can brand name. You have Candy Can Focus and Candy Can Sleep. Obviously, yeah. it sounds like you're coming out with more stuff. Um, yeah. And are you, where Where can you buy it? Is it just eCandyCan.com? That's it? Yeah, eCandyCan.com. We're not in distribution retail at the moment. We want to really have complete conversation with our, our customers, want to have that feedback and keep improving and keep listening to people, what we should and shouldn't do. Um, and we're, uh, we have immunity coming out in November. And then sometime next year, I think we're going to go into distribution and retail. Um, our last company was very heavy in that realm, but I mean, it was, we weren't, we really couldn't sell chips and popcorn online. It's, it's not really cash creative, like you're shipping air. So that this product line, you can go directly to consumers, have that conversation with consumers. And also I think just retailers like you, when you already have um, a, a built up consumer base. So yeah, I, I I'm excited this, to go in the retail at some point. Definitely. I can see this working real well on, a, on an end capper at the countertop. Um, yeah. you, you kind of be like, what's this? And I'm holding a bag of, uh, for those listening on audio feed, I'm holding a bag of sleep. So each product I wanted to quickly mention. So you have the, the focus one does have some caffeine, a whole bag which is probably whatever, 15 gummies or so. Um, yeah, whole bag like 17, has... 18. If we say plus okay. 15, so it's always a little bit different. Gotcha. Yeah, it wasn't counting. It's just, okay. And so a whole bag has 50 milligrams of caffeine. That comes from coffee berry. And yeah. then you have the L-theanine, which is synergistic with the caffeine. Alpha GPC yeah. providing some choline. And yeah. they are sour. Like this, yeah. they're coated with the, the malic acid or whatever you're doing to make them sour. And there are three different flavor bears, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we use an encapsulated malic acid, which is a little bit of higher quality premium malic acid. You've seen some like a lot of times what happens is like a random fact with gummies or I learned myself when you're coating gummies, it can either draw out moisture in the product or it will get reabsorbed into the gummy. So like you see a lot of sour gummy bear products, like not that sour, but when they go to the production line, they're really sour. So when you're getting them later on, the gummies actually just absorb that sour coating. We use something called encapsulated malic acid. So it has like a, almost a shell around it that protects it and in the, in the, in from getting absorbed in that early process. So it lasts much longer. So you actually do have that actual sourness that people are, are craving. So that was something we, that took us four or five months to implement itself. Like just figure out the sour. We were doing so much R and D on sour coating itself. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the formula itself is like I said, it's pretty well-rounded, efficacious. Alpha GPC, 75 milligrams. L-theanine, 75 milligrams. Coffee berry, 70 milligrams, which equates to about 50 milligrams of caffeine. Um, and for us, like I said, it's not a hardcore product. It's not meant to replace your pre-workout, right? It's not meant to be like a double espresso shot of coffee. It's to give you that little extra boost, you know? And and end the day, it's a snack. And that's what we want to be. We want to be a fun functional snack um and then our sleep product line same kind of thing well-rounded with melatonin proven ingredient three milligrams and lemon balm extract kind of like that calming mind um ingredient with 100 milligrams um again i've, I've seen product lines for melatonin go from two to five milligrams so we want them to be kind of in the middle and all our product lines we say one bag should work should be efficacious but you can have two and it won't kill you be fine but again for me there's a ton of fiber in this product that that's kind of what's replacing the carbs and and sugar so i would for me at least make sure one bag you're okay whatnot and then if you want to go for another one you can or at least try it out but i mean i've, I've done i do two not most days but some days i do two no problem i've done three and then it's a little much so uh i gotta ask 
when you, one of the big things with gummies is the deliverability, the bioavailability, the ability for these ingredients to actually work. Early on in the formulation process, do you go to your manufacturer like, hey, these are my ideas and are these going to work? What's the process like finding out whether or not things are going to work for a gummy application? Yeah, so we're really fortunate that we have one of the three, third largest uh, gummy manufacturer in North America behind us. And when we reached out to them, they even said like, we don't bring new customers in just because to even turn the lines on, it's so expensive. And we only work with really big companies. We don't operate with small guys. But fortunately, the head of sales knew Pros and he knew my company. And he's like, oh, you guys are CEO. You guys are the owners of that company? Like, my kids eat that product line. So when we reached out, they actually were open to bring us in. We were the first new customer they brought in, in two years. They just like weren't, they were a huge company. So they already had great facility like i I, in my my food banker days to my approach days to now like i've been to around 100 facilities many food manufacturing facilities in my life i'd say and this was one of the best ones i've been to and i've been to probably like a little shy of 10 supplement manufacturing facilities so they have to have higher quality controls and procedures than most food and uh, this one was like top top of the line and their scientists are really really impressive guys and gummies is like not just a science and art and most food manufacturing is not this precise it's got to be so precise and with such small window of uh controls and and um kind of that bell curve of, of perfection i guess you call it anyway so when we reached out to them we were actually working on a fit gummy because again for me that that's kind of low-hanging fruit category and product lines that i understand and really have a connection to and we started working with um branch chain amino acids bcaa's and we wanted to put that into what we call a fit gummy. And they said, yeah, we can make it, but it's going to have some issues around it. And I was like, what's that? And it's like, they deteriorate. The, the gummy, the, the BCAAs themselves, the, on, a, on a cellular level, they kind of break down when they get that heat treatment. So you're not really going to have an efficacious product line. So that's when I, I see like gummy products with some BCAAs. I'm, I don't want to speak for other companies and whatnot, but like, my understanding, there's, they're just selling nothing. They're, they're, they're broken down. Your body doesn't absorb anything that you're just selling. And most of those product lines are filled with sugar also. So you're just selling sugar, which is not what I ever want to do. Um, so when we, when we were formulating this, we had to make sure that one, the ingredients itself are efficacious. Two, they actually withheld the cooking process and being placed into a gummy. So like Probiotics is a category I really want to get into. And there's so much different product lines that come with probiotics and so much difficult science to go through to see whether or not it is efficacious and actually withstands the cooking process and stays within gummy. So the jury's still out on that on that category and product line. And I do want to launch one eventually. I just, I'm not sold on what some of these guys are telling me and it's difficult to even test it. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure that there is some truth and validity to the statements they're, they're telling me. But yeah, so like, like I said, when we launched this and we did this, everything we, we put in the product stays in the product, doesn't get cooked out and actually works. I mean, you guys have had the product. Like, I mean, for me, it knocks me out. Focus when I feel a tangible difference and I'm a big coffee drinker. So like, I've mean, had a cup of espresso before this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I eat it. I'm like, I feel more in the zone. I'm actually like, and that, I don't, I don't even think that's a placebo effect because I mean, I've taken so many of these supplements, the tropics, whatnot. Like, I know if, if I'm feeling something or not at this point. Yeah, I think Ben's going to do a video for this. So I, if I can interject, I want to throw in my review. I, dude, I love these. Like, right when you mentioned um, what you're up to, I was, 
I was like sad that you moved on for about half a second. And then I realized that this is like such a good idea because I'm sitting here with a bottle of another gummy that I, I'm basically, I have two left. And I can't eat the rest because I still have to do the video for it. You just start eating them. The, the, the idea makes total sense. Um, yeah. For me, the one thing I wanted to clarify that I said before, the focus ones are sour. Before bed, they are not sour. They taste normal. So you have like three different flavors in them. And yeah. um my mouth waters just thinking about the, the the focus ones it might almost be like a smidge too sour but it's like they're they're I, th I think they're absolutely fantastic um sometimes on instagram i post like a little afternoon energy that i you know i just do like a one scoop of a pre-workout or an energy drink or something in the afternoon and these hit that perfectly and then the same thing for me before bed um with the sleep one the it's it's like the perfect sweet tooth the shutdown steak before uh, before bed jacking up your blood sugar all night long which is no good um yeah. this is like a, just a perfect and i haven't tested my blood sugar with these but this is the uh but generally prebiotic fibers haven't messed me up like this and so so this is the perfect way to just shut down the sweet tooth get in a little bit of melatonin and then the lemon balm i i think is the most underrated sleep ingredient there is um even though i i, I haven't found any studies on your exact dose or anything but it is absolutely calming and like uh, in a way, slightly sedative. Whereas in the focus, L-theanine kind of chills out the caffeine a little bit, but that's like a non-sedative way of doing it. Lemon yeah, balm it's, is it's like, like a mind way. calming effect. So L-theanine does have like, because I've seen L-theanine in sleep products. I've seen L-theanine in focus products because right. L-theanine kind of works symbiotically together. It's, it's like a mind calming effect. So it doesn't like, because if you're, if you're scatterbrained, that's why L-theanine kind of works to kind yeah. of hone you in on the task at hand. And it's also good for sleep. If you feel like your mind's racing, you can't really sleep. So it, it, it actually does have validity and, and value to both functionalities, which is strange to think about it, but it actually does. Yeah, I, I was, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally stoked for you, dude. Like I uh, ended up with the sleep in bed. I was uh, sharing with my wife and she, was, she loved them too. So it was, uh, yeah. I only got two milligrams of melatonin in that night. So I, no, but either way, they, they, they work well. Lemon balm, yeah. I'm telling you folks, like if you're having trouble, I, I suggest taking a, taking a look at lemon balm. I'm a huge fan of the ingredient. Uh, and it's exciting here. You got some other stuff cooking up it sounds like so yeah. are you are you able to, to leak anything or you've kind of mentioned immunity uh immunity is the only one i mean i'm looking at every category so i'm looking at beauty i'm looking at kids i'm looking at like i said fit i still would love to do a fit one i love like your opinion on it. I, i'm just trying to think of what what other ingredients can i put in it because creatine doesn't really work either because creatine doesn't like dissolve it doesn't really um blend or dissolve well right in like liquids um I haven't like figured out that something like more mass market kind of thing, but like we're doing a beauty, we're looking at beauty right now. Um, kids, those are the two ones that are kind of low hanging fruit for me. My immunity comes out soon. We just finalized the formula on that. And then even these, uh, the, the new ones I'm looking at for, again, I'm always trying to improve. So like um, we have a V2, a focus coming out and V2 a sleep coming out, which will have different ingredients, a little bit more well-rounded in my opinion. So we're going to have some like, adaptogenic products lines and it's like focus i believe it's um ashwagandha or, or lion's mane lion's mane is the focus one mm. yeah, yeah i've been lion's mane in the in the focus ones coming out eventually uh, i think in like a month and a half two months and then so you're replacing one. the ones that no, we we're, 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 we're adding it oh okay awesome yeah. this is yeah, you're yeah, better yeah. and better at this you never you, yeah. you probably never knew you'd be figuring out how to put stuff into gummies yeah, definitely not. It's a, it's a different world. And um, I mean, it's different than powders. Powders are just kind of mixing stuff up. This is like, how do I get it to make sure it's blended properly, tastes good, doesn't mess up functionality and doesn't 
degrade in the cooking process. So there's a lot that goes into this. And then our immunity one was actually just elderberry, vitamin C and vitamin D. And then um, we actually added turmeric and black pepper extract to make it more bioavailable. The one thing that I would say for, see, beauty makes sense to me and beauty is pretty easy. There's a lot of really great uh, companies out there. Like New Live has a, a, a few different ingredients that could probably make it its way into a, a thing like this. Gut, you mentioned before, I think is the huge front for a lot of people. I'm not going to say what I think on this podcast because I don't want to give anyone else the answers, but I think after this, we could talk a little bit, it, it, but those are two huge fronts that are blowing up right now. Nootropics are already kind of hot. Everyone likes nootropics. So like that, that focus side is really good, but I think that gut health and beauty right now are huge opportunities. And if you can snackify that, um, I think you, you make it really easy for people. Yeah. Especially yeah, I mean, with gut, you, you have a prebiotic fiber already in there. So yeah, your substrate, exactly. you're already yes. providing half of the, the, the weapons. You just got to figure out how to close that the rest of the formula out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely I mean, expedite that one. Yeah. If we could have like a probiotic, cause we already have the prebiotic in it. Like that would be great. I mean, it's, it's something I'm thinking about. It just, Again, I, I would love to talk to you guys off the call at some point and just be like, is there something you know, an ingredient you guys know that actually works? Like, again, like these guys, all the suppliers are trying to sell you yes. anything. It's like, I don't know what you're selling me is, is snake oil or not, you know? And it, it, even in when I send it to the lab to get tested, like it's difficult to test this stuff. It's not like, it's not like all the other like nutrition facts panel. Like that stuff's pretty easy to mm -hmm. test now. Like this is like, a little bit more difficult to test the actual uh, validity of their statements and the science behind things. But and then like, putting these things in a, a stack thing is even harder. Like the probiotics you mentioned before, they have, have to be live cultures and you really can't cook those. Yeah. Uh, lion's mane itself is a mushroom. So I yeah. actually can't believe you got that into a gummy. That's insane. Because yeah. lion's mane doesn't taste good, like at all. Yeah. So that must have been hard. So it adds a whole other layer to this stuff. Not only do you have to find the ingredient, but it has to even be applicable to your situation. Uh, but I think also that microencapsulation that you mentioned for the malic acid, maybe that could help you out as well. Yeah, so that, that's a really good point. And that's something we actually, lion's made, we didn't put so much in it that affected the taste so much, but you're right, the sour coating does help. <laughs> the problem we actually had, this is a little a look behind the curtain, was the immunity. And I really wanted to get turmeric and, and turmeric, yeah. not really, that doesn't really work without black pepper. Like most, a lot of people don't know yeah. that, but like it's right. not bioavailable at all and you need black pepper in it. So we had some issues with that and like we couldn't get it to taste good. It took us a while um, but we figured it out. It, it, it was a process. Well, turmeric like, probably tastes like curry, right? Yeah, yeah, and the black thing. pepper tastes like black pepper. So yeah. <laughs> and, and you need a sweet kind of sour product. So like, how do you do that? And that, that took us, and, and our copac is like, you had a good product with vitamin C, vitamin D and elderberry. Like, why are we putting more? I was like, cause it's just more efficacious. And like, yeah. again, like focus, like you're going to feel focus, right? Mm -hmm. You actually feel the effects sleep. You'll feel the effects, but immunity you don't actually feel immunity. There's no way to feel immunity. And I don't want to sell snake oil. Like yeah. there's so many like dusting products. Like I've like half these drink products are functional. Like I, you can back engineer the formulas if you know what you're doing. And I back engineered some of these things. And I'm just like, there's like a gram of BCAs in this thing. There's like half a gram of creatine. Like this is nonsense. And yes. who knows if it's, if it's even bioavailable or like degraded in your own mixing cooking process, whatever you guys are doing. So for me, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to sell snake oil. I'm just not going to do that. So I need to figure out a way to actually 
there's truth and validity to the products you're selling. Um, yeah, I think the drink market uh, point is huge. I mean, a few years back, there was a website that came out about a very popular uh, energy drink that's carbonated that everyone knows and with test results. And it, it's like, they claim the stuff on the label, but not only do the customers not even know what that would do for them anyway, because they're giving them like taurine and, and B vitamins. The dosages are so low, it doesn't even matter. So if you're going to yeah. come out with the snack, I think especially in 2021, people are starting to get smart. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think too, so. and I think I, I think that's a, a credit to you guys. I, I think it's a credit to your community. Like people are getting educated because of podcasts and websites and education fronts like you guys, and and that speaks for me too. Like again, I've I've been in the space for a long time, but like I get a lot of my information from you guys, um, and it, I mean it's helpful and it's good for the community as a whole as we get more educated. And then guys like me, and then just I heard you guys you mentioned like Mark Lobliner, like that's another guy like everyone knows this industry and respects. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, I think the industry's gotten a lot better. Like, thank you. I, yeah. I, I've been in it for about 10 years, but even before that, I've, I've heard stories and I've even had my own stories. I've seen some things like I told you guys about like a manufacturing facility that didn't even have the line ridiculous stuff. Um, so, I mean, the industry's definitely gotten cleaned up, but it's still got its, got its issues. So this isn't a, this isn't like a competitor. So you, you brought it up, but Mark's uh, outright bar. Uh, is like yeah. the reason I went, I went down to Tennessee last weekend to see him. And uh, he added in a uh, Velocitol from nutrition 21 to that. So that, uh, when I think about like where you can go, I think a lot of these patented ingredients being in a stack is a huge opportunity. Yeah. The, the problem with these patented ingredients is they do have a lot of stipulations around how you put in their products and it's easier to put some of those products in, in bigger supplements. Cause they like, you have to have this amount in it or you have to have this label on it. I'm like, I have a bag that is really tiny. I've got 40 grams in this thing. I only have so much room to put the product in. And so the only ingredient we have that is actually branded is coffee berry. Mm. Um, that's like, that's a branded ingredient. And I'd like to put some more, but there is some issues around it. Like I was looking at bioparin for the black pepper extract and I was unable to come to terms with their lawyer. And don't get me started on lawyers. Don't get me started. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> if I don't have to deal with another lawyer the rest of my life, I'll be a happy man. But yeah, I mean, I they just couldn't get it done. I was like, do you want it? All right, you lost a customer. Like, I would love to put your ingredient in it. I would love to have that functionality. But like, end of the day, if I can find a good black pepper extract supplier, it's pretty similar, if not the same. Interesting. So yeah, and getting back to uh, doing a fit one, I think Ben would probably agree that like chasing just BCAs, I don't think it's, it's worth it in any way, just having mm -hmm. some BCAs. So like, um, it would be cute to do, but I think yeah. we can come I, I wanted to, I, I did, I tried it and like, and we wanted to test it ourselves. So what we did was, cause they say like it, it works at first and then it will degrade quickly over time. Cause it doesn't, again, it's like, it gets weakened in the cooking process and then it, does, it doesn't have anything attached to it. There's no sugar in the product and then it needs to attach to sugar or something. And we actually tested it. So we did like a, um, a monthly test and by the fourth month it was degrading we could see it in the color we could see it we could taste it a little bit it would lose that oomph that like our product line has and like that's the great thing about gummies like they last a long time like they shouldn't yeah. degrade so that's like Do four you have five a, months we tasted it okay i see you have an expiration date here i'm looking at july of 2023 did you will it taste yeah, about the same brother i guess yeah, we can't do that yet yeah i mean we did a, a expedited shelf life testing and they and they were very much like we did a small production run too. It's so like, it'll sell out. No question before then, no problem. Right. Um, but like we're, we are doing testing for like real life, real time shelf life testing. We did expedited shelf life testing and it came out to 
actually over two years, which is crazy. Um, but I was like, I'm not doing more than that. Two years is pretty standard anyway. I think even like a year would be, I don't think anyone would talk bad about it. until you get into distribution is one of the problems, but yeah, you know, hopefully the goal is that you're selling through faster than that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything we do is small scale too. I always try and like test this new, new partnership with a co-packer. It was a new product line. So we did like the minimums. So even the minimums on, on gummies are so high. There's a reason yeah. there's not a ton of gummy product lines out there. Like I remember my chips company, like the minimum was like, 10 pallets whatnot but this oh, wow. is like it was just like pretty good I mean, that's like not a crazy amount like maybe 20 30 grand like this is minimum is a full truckload which is like quarter million bucks or something like that some ridiculous number i'm just like this is the minimum he's like we won't even turn the machines on we won't even do r&d with you unless you're writing that kind of check so wow. yeah, i mean there is a significant barrier to entry and the, and the reason is there's just not enough production lines gummies are doing phenomenally well consumers want these kind of products and on top of that like these keto low carb formulas like there's maybe five or six brands doing it because it's not widely held knowledge like i spent a lot of money time and effort trying to find a manufacturer to back engineer this formula and like a lot of them couldn't do it I had a couple even lie to me said they could a couple one in particular my med that told me they had a production line walked me through their entire facility of like powders and encapsulated pills and this that and i'm like where's the gummy line they're like they're like oh you have an nda I'm like we have an nda it's like you had to sign another one like all right, you're full of shit. And turned out he was just lying to me the whole time. Like the production line's in China. He's importing it. It's nonsense. So, welcome I mean, to supplements. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's supplements. I, I, I hate you up then after yeah. that. Like, have you heard of this shit? Like, what, what am I? What am I dealing with? So again, I, again, I've, I've, I've can generally be connected to the supplement industry because it's going to Olympia, connecting guys like you, going to the Arnold, and all the Europa Games, all these expos. Like, I'm a lot of friends with the supplement industry, but I was never like a supplement industry guy per se because i was chips popcorn I was more on the snacking side and this was our first foray into like more of the supplement side and i was just like what the heck is this like what is going on this is guys outright lying to me for two hours like this is yeah. insane that's a great uh analogy to the supplement industry because you can have a supplement back panel on that bottle that is just not true like, like a lot of this stuff is just smoke and mirrors, unfortunately. Uh, so we do our best to try to help people navigate the industry. Um, and, and that kind of brings me maybe into a, a, a second discussion is, is really like the effic efficacy of snacks. Um, there's a lot, a lot of class actions that happen in this industry because like, like cookies or peanut butter spreads or stuff like that doesn't spec out. And I think a lot of that comes from scaling, from going from a small business, like doing stuff yourself to uh, a larger uh, business. And I think this is maybe negated because you went to straight to a manufacturer to start. Um, but have you guys run into any problems? I think you've kind of already mentioned it's hard to test this stuff, but it seems like you've been in SACS for a little bit. What are you doing to make sure that you don't end up like that? Yeah. I mean, we, we did a lot of testing on our actual nutrition facts panel, because that's like where we needed to make sure we were in line and that yeah. was correct but the actual ingredients themselves like we make sure we're putting in overages to cover that and like our we really lean on our, our co-packer for that knowledge and expertise and like i said these guys have been around for 15 years or so and i think mm -hmm. they're the third largest in north america and like they don't put nonsense into the market they won't mess around like they're pretty good like we don't even, again another look behind the curtains like gummies traditionally are made on a cornstarch line which is kind of gross like it's like a, a mold that is repeatedly use of corn like and then <laughs> powder and it's just like it's dirty but the problem the thing is the more you use it the harder it gets and it gets 
quicker and better. It's like more um, efficient on the production line. But for a consumer, that's gross because this thing's not getting clean at all. It's just disgusting. But for us, we actually use a much higher grade um, mold. We actually use a Teflon mold, which is way more expensive, much slower, but it's a much cleaner process and you get much better um, efficacy in your product, more precise um, product, right? Because like with the actual ingredients you're putting in and it's cleaner, like you're cleaning the line every single time, going every single one scrubbing, which again, takes a lot more time, labor, effort, but it's worth it when you're trying to put out a, a beneficial functional product line to the market. And that's something that we were also mandating in our co-packer search was make sure they had a steel or Teflon mold, not a cornstarch mold, which the majority of the industry is, is um, run by because that's just cheaper and quicker. I believe actually last I checked on your Instagram, there's video of your manufacturing in that mold, right? Yeah. Cool. So if, if people listening at home want to check this out, I think your Instagram has it saved as a highlight. Yeah. So if you go into our, um, our Instagram and the BTS behind the scenes highlight, like icon, it's a bear, it's like a little, uh, wrench you can click on, you can see all our stuff being made, which is really cool. And it's fun to watch that stuff. Um, and like, I've, like I said, I've been to over a hundred facilities in my lifetime and I'm still every single time watching this stuff been like amazed, like a kid, like, wow, like this, the technology here. And it's like, you ever like see that Reddit thing, like oddly satisfying? It's like yeah. oddly satisfying watching this stuff go through. You just kind of like get mesmerized for the time period. Well, I think that's been a big change in the industry as a whole is transparency over the last five, 10 years is before, uh, I, maybe we should give a shout out to like Mark Glazier, like before the recent renaissance of this industry, like no one knew what this even looked like. No one knew people thought like powders was just mixed in a bathtub or it just magically appeared in a tub for people. Yeah, and which so a lot of it is though. Yes. Yes. But we hope that it's not. <laughs> and so actually getting to see it for you guys is really cool because uh, now we've been exposed to a lot of the powders being mixed and maybe even capsules, but manufacturing snacks uh, is one of those things that I still expect to come from China. Yeah. I mean, for us, like I said, it took us about two years to put this product out there. So I'm going to say the first six months was finding the right co-packer. And like, we talked with a lot of guys, went to a lot of facilities, had that whole run around one facility, walking through the facility, had another guy tell me he could do it, spent like way more than I'd like to acknowledge on it and like kept our cash. Um, and then finally came to these guys and then we finally got it ready to go. And then actually just more of a heartfelt piece, like my business partner, Ryan had cancer and we had to go through chemotherapy, which was crazy, but we went, we put everything on pause for four or five months while he was going through that. And he wanted to keep it going. I was like, dude, like I can't keep going, but we did a little bit. He still did some testing, did some R and D, but I was like, like, we're going to put this on a standstill until we know you're going to be here, man. Cause I'm not launching this thing without you. And like, we, it wasn't, cancer wasn't supposed to spread. It did spread and like spread bad. Um, but thank God he's young, resilient, and he's, he's a fucking fighter and he got through it. And um, he's, we are where we're today launch. He's cancer free and everything's doing well. And we're really happy for so this is a success story in multiple different ways too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like coming back up from the, our last company moving on from that one and then like building this thing and then Ryan having cancer and like fighting through it and like being cancer free today. And like now this thing launching and like the great responses we're getting, like we just feel very fortunate, but I think mm -hmm. it's one of those kind of things where it's like, you got to keep fighting. You got to keep moving forward. And um, it's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up. Right. 
Yeah. So let me ask, you've mentioned, uh, so, so we, we, you know, you've kind of moved on from the pro stays and that, that's really big on the, on the protein, but you mentioned some other modalities of maybe that could be coming to candy can are all of your prospects candy at this point. Have- yeah. Yeah. I think that's the realm we want to stay and we want to stay in candy. I mean, I don't, I don't see ourselves going much beyond that. Like right now our focus is gummies and that's where we want to stay for the time mm-hmm. being. But like, I could see us going to lollipops. I can see us going into gum. I could see us going into any sort of adjacent candy cat- category. Um, chocolate, of course, makes the most sense for yeah. different things. And mm-hmm. I mean, but right now, low hanging fruit is just kind of building this brand, the gummy space. I think that just consumers are used to eating functionalities in gummies. And I think the, the commonality um, issue that people run into is like, I want to eat more than two. Like that's just mm-hmm. frustrating. It was frustrating me as a child. It's frustrating me today. And <laughs> I, th- I think that's the same for everyone. It's frustrating. I want to actually eat these things. It's like they made, made them great. But then we cleaned it up also. We took the sugar out. We took the gelatin out. Um, we added the fiber, prebiotic fibers, and like we put functional nutrition into it. I think that's just great. And I, for me, like my, my dad was always kind of a health nut, strangely, before it was even a thing. Um, I, I remember like, my mom had like hide Oreos from me. So I love them so much, but like <laughs> I kind of, I was growing up, like gotten more into it. Now like kind of a little bit obsessed with it and like do blood work on myself every quarter. My girlfriend looks at me like I'm freaking crazy, but like, I don't know. I just, I just really am a fan of this stuff. And, um, I also, I always joke with her. I'm like, I'm going to live forever. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm a mortal. He's going to make a joke. Just don't take out the uh, life insurance. <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed any blood changes since you've began uh, experimenting with, with the candy can? Like I can no, notice, I, I would think the, I, I've seen uh, situations where the fiber will lower LDL cholesterol, for instance. Like, did you notice any trends that happened at, and I don't want you to make claims obviously, but yeah. trends that happened once you started this thing. And, and I'm also going to say that it's not one size fits all. Everyone's body's different. So like mm-hmm. fiber smart, like for the most part, shouldn't affect your blood levels. And we've done some testing and for the most part didn't, but we did see some people that did. Um, and we did test that. So you're going to have different responses, but most part it should be fine. And again, we test it out. It does test this fiber, which is what you want. Mm-hmm. And for me, I didn't really test the, 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 the glucose levels or insulin spikes in my body. Actually, what I did see though was, my not to get crude, my bathroom usage. It was came more steady, more solid. My girlfriend said the same thing. And she's like, like I'm like solid. I'm like, good to know, baby. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things we talk about. You you learned that you know maybe doing two bags might not be the best idea. Yeah. I don't I, I, I recommend I, like a bag, half a bag to start. See, see what your tolerance is. If you're a big guy, or whatever, like a bag should be no problem. If you're like my my girlfriend, like 110 pounds, like start with half a bag, see how it goes, see how you feel. But like, cause it's, it's real fiber. It's not like some of this fluff that I've seen in the market, like, um, whatever it is, um, it's real fiber. You should actually have some kind of response to it. One bag is efficacious with the, fun- with the functional ingredients you have, but you may have like a, a bathroom response, but it's not like a diarrhea or like a, there's also a no, um, from what I've seen, at least no gastrointestinal bloating at all. Nobody's come back to me saying like, I feel sick, What you do see with some of these products is actually that problem. And like uh, inulin is a great product line, a, a great like chicory fiber. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that in some gummies because it, one, is a great prebiotic. And two, it actually gives a really nice bounce um, and it mimics gelatin. The big problem is the human body can only really um, absorb or really um, be okay with like two, maybe four grams max. And I've seen some product lines with 10 plus 
And I actually, I'm not going to name the brand because I don't like to disparage anyone. I actually tried one of our competitor's products and I back engineered. I think they had like 18 grams of, of inulin in it. And the way they're trying to get around it was by claiming it was two servings a bag. And I'm like, a bag this size? Like, you're crazy. Like, this is two servings? So I, like, I looked at it, like, no consumer's going to eat like this. I'm a big guy. I'm like 6'1", 200 pounds. Let me try and eat this whole thing. I ate the whole thing. And oh my God, I was in pain. I like had, I was in the bathroom. I had to leave the office. I was, and my business partner, Ryan's looking at me and like, dude, you're okay. I said, no, I'm not okay. Like I need to go to the hospital something. I'm dying here. <laughs> I've never experienced pain like that. And I was like, they're going to kill people. Like, this is crazy. And then I see like the Amazon reviews of some of these products and they're hilarious. Like just hilarious. There's the flatulence, the, the stomach aches, the bathroom trips, like, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to mess with it. So we, we went with a, a different soluble corn fiber ingredient. We didn't go chicory root fiber, which again, like, I'm not saying that's a bad ingredient. I'm saying in certain dosages. And I think also that goes to some of these manufacturers, not necessarily manufacturers, some of these brand owners just not knowing the ingredients they're putting in. I just think that they don't have as do as much research as they should at each individual ingredient and as they're putting into the product and how it actually affects you and like tolerances to it. And they say, Oh, trigger fire. It's really good for you. But like the human body can only tolerate so much before, before they actually have some serious issues. And like I said, I'm a big guy and I had that problem. So I can only imagine what like small people did. Right. Yeah. What we see with some of the, with some of the fibers that we like better are that people, and I don't want to make any claims, especially with this, because that's not the purpose of the product, but with some of these fibers, um, when, if you're constipated, they loosen you up, but, and psyllium does this as well. And some of the studies talking about the soluble corn fiber are also talking about psyllium. So kind of, um, they work sometimes similarly in this way. If, if you're constipated, they'll loosen you up. If you have too much diarrhea, they'll firm you up. So they're kind of like regulating in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, and my personal anecdote is that I took uh, two bags of sleep at night and then a focus, you know, the, that day. And I was perfectly fine. My, my, but my gut is perfectly fine all the time, unless I have soybean oil. So you're, you're, you're taking a lot of fiber products. So I feel like, right. Cause I think your body is acclimated to it. Right? No, dude, I'm like closer no? to, I, I eat primarily meat. So, okay. No, mind then. So no, no, but yeah, so I, I personally don't have a problem with soluble corn fiber. As long as there's no corn oil, soybean oil, cottonseed oil, all that nonsense, I am, I'm good to go. So I like, I don't know. I can't speak more highly of what you're doing. I think it's, I think it's fun. You know, like you're, and it works with your personality. You're like kind of a fun, jovial, you're, you're talkative person. And this is that kind of brand that it just, it fits, man. I'm excited. Yeah, for yeah. I mean, it's fun for me because like I said, I love supplement categories. I love snacking. I'm, I get a chance to marry the two and actually bring benefits. Like we call it sweet benefits to the consumer, mm. which is fun i mean it's like i just love these categories for a long time and it's also great for me now to kind of reconnect with people in the industry like yourselves guys i've become friends with over the years so like i can't wait to go back in distribution i can't wait to hit up some of the old sales guys and distributors and retailers that i had great relationships in the past and they were all sad to see pros go and i mean i'm excited to kind of bring a new product line to them and um re-engage in those relationships and hopefully see everybody at expos again and um Man, I, I I have fun with this space, man. I have a good time with this. I love the R and D. I, I love the I love the grind. And uh, all the R and D is work, and like building and, and launching things is work. Like, there's nothing better than being back in it and like really hitting the ground running, which is just a great feeling after two years kind of being off and formulating and whatnot. So I'm I'm excited. 
couldn't agree with Mike more about like it fitting you. Like one of my biggest problems in this industry is meeting with CEOs or owners, whatever. And the brand just does not match them. You know, they're trying to be the rich piano. They're trying to be a Jay Cutler, but they're not, you know, it's, it's yeah. clearly not them. And, and <clears throat> being with you at uh, expos, like you're always having fun. You're always enjoying it, but you yeah. like, uh, but I'm not, I'm not not saying that you aren't fit. You enjoy the benefits of the fit lifestyle. Like I think you're wearing like a rogue T-shirt. Like you're not like yeah. you know you're not like trying to fake everyone out. And be like I'm a I'm a bodybuilder. You're, you're not like you enjoy fitness. You enjoy life. You enjoy the benefits. Yeah. Uh, it, it's super on brand. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'll never get on stage. I'll never hear the powerlifting and meet like you. But I I follow this stuff. Like I follow powerlifting. I follow bodybuilding. I watched the Olympia on like computer this weekend. Like I'm about it. My girlfriend yeah. thinks I'm crazy, but like I'm about it. I always <laughs> enjoyed this stuff. Um, and like I I still try and hit the gym four or five days a week. But like yeah, I'm never gonna get on gear. I'm never gonna get on stage. But like I do take supplements. I love this stuff. I am bi biohacking and trying to optimize as much as I can. And no joke, I do love these events. I actually do have oh, a yeah. good time. I'm like, beyond just like, the one thing I do hate is setting up and getting your boost all stuff. That's <laughs> yeah. always a logistical nightmare. And the worst part is the unions. The unions come in, they don't allow you to use wheels. Yeah. So like, I remember at Olympia one year, we were doing really well. I had to bring like, I don't know, I had a double boost. So I had like bring like two or three pallets worth of product and I wasn't allowed to wheel anything. So me and like six members of my team are carrying cases from the parking lot back and forth, back and forth, while all the union workers are just looking at us and laughing at us. And I was like, you assholes, like fucking like, give me one of your goddamn cards. And we had cards and like, you can't use them. We own the wheel rights. I'll never forget that. That really bothered me. And I'm, I'm hoping they changed it from Vegas to Orlando. I hope they changed that rule because that was insane. I've never seen anything like that. Screwdrivers as well. Anytime you have to use a tool. Uh, I remember having I people that. block the vision from me. I won't say what company I'm at. I was at at the time, but having like people stand in the way because these unions won't allow you to turn any screws. They won't let you to do anything. And it, yeah, wow. I, 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 I want to say I love Expos, but I love yeah. Expos a lot more now that I'm not at a brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the worst part, setting up and breaking down. But, like, actually, the Expos themselves, ton of fun. Great time. You get to meet people, like, get to tell them about your brand, or you get to meet people that already know about your brand. You get to, like, connect. Like, oh, I yeah. bought it. Like, give it an anecdotal story. Like, it's fun. And then, like, you're talking to people on social media, so it's, like, fun to kind of re-engage with those people. Like, I've reconnected with a ton of, like, influencers and people in the industry, like, I haven't seen in years and like pre COVID kind of stuff. And I'm like reconnecting. I'm like kind of catching up on their lives. Like, hey man, how's your wife? How's your kids? Like it's, it's just great kind of reconnecting with everyone. And like you said, like I became friends with a lot of people in this industry. Oh, yeah. Um, so like, I'm, I'm just excited to be back in it. So Crick, it sounds like you, uh, this is a, you are going to be doing conventions with this, uh, whether or not there's unions or like, it seems like a very friendly brand for that. Do you have a plan? Cause a lot of brands are getting away from that, obviously, especially after 2020. Yeah, so what we're thinking is sometime next year um, mm -hmm. is when we're going to start jumping back into that foray once we go into distribution and retail. Right now, gotcha. again, it's purely on our website, purely online, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll jump back into the space. We'll, we'll, whether it's Europa Games, we'll, whether it's um, the Arnold or Olympia, what have you. Um, there's, again, I always had fun at these things, and I, I think there's still value to them. And um, the costing was it, was, it was getting a little bit more expensive, especially in like a digital world, and I think that mm -hmm. they have to come to terms with that at some level and then mm -hmm. try to figure out a way to make it worth the brand's time a little bit better. But um, I mean, I, I do, I do see a value still in talking to people one-to-one -one. And, and even like as a consumer, like I, although I never actually went to one of these events as a consumer, 
if I didn't have a brand, I probably would, right? I, I actually do like walking the floor. I actually mm-hmm. do like talking to brands, seeing what else is out there, getting samples of stuff, you know? And then like, they always have show deals. So I'm even, as a brand owner, I'm buying stuff. I'm buying shirts and things, you know? Like I, I have a good time with it all, you know? <laughs> You're the quintessential extrovert. Um, one last question for me. Are you bringing on ambassadors or uh, affiliate coupon code people or like uh, sponsored athletes or anything like that? And um, and is it okay if like, let's say they are already affiliated with a sports nutrition brand or something like that? And this is kind yeah. of- so we haven't built out an affiliate program yet, but we think we're going to pretty soon. It's something we're working on right now. We're just um, doing some like influencer marketing stuff and people we have mostly connection with from our past life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're kind of building out slowly. I don't think we'll ever sponsor athletes because the brand's not really like a sponsored athlete kind of brand, right? right. It's a little bit more mass market. Um, but we do think we'll have affiliate programs. We do have like influencer partnerships and we do have like, again, like a lot of really good relationships and it's really good to connect with people. And like some of these guys, like, they speak from the heart. They're not, they're not just like nonsense, just posting the post kind of thing. And like, they are providing value. Like I, I follow some of these guys, like for their workout routine, just to give myself like new tips and, and guidance on things. And I mean, like I said, I've, I've been working out for 17, 20 years. I don't know. I'm 32, so about 15, so around 17. It's so not 15. I started seriously working out. Um, and I've been taking supplements for about that same time, but I'm still learning. I'm not going to pretend like I know everything. I'm like, even the dummy space, like the amount of things I've learned in this space in such a short period of time. But like, I be, I made sure to become an expert in my field, right? So like chips manufacturing, I like to myself an expert in chips manufacturing and popcorn manufacturing. I know the ins and out, every single piece of machinery, most of the manufacturers, and I know the processes really well. Gummy manufacturing, I'm not going to pretend I'm there yet, but I'm trying to get there. And I'm trying to get there with all my ingredients as well. I want to make sure I know every single piece of it. And whether it's a 100-page research report on a specific ingredient I'm putting in my product line, you better believe I'm going to take the time to read that. And I'm going to try and understand, does this bring value to my consumer? And is this actually something I want to include in my product line? So I got got one last question before we wrap this up. Um, So... A lot of the times, especially in a market like this, you're held back by the manufacturing. Uh, you know, maybe it's the minimums. Maybe it's the possibilities of how they do it. Um, you know, maybe it takes you out of a category and brings you into a thing like this. You know, for whatever reason, that can be a, an obstacle. Have you ever considered, if you like you're mentioning becoming an expert or trying to, have you ever mentioned uh, considered going vertically integrated and manufacturing yourself? Great question. We thought about it in our last company because it's a little cheaper. Um, maybe a little shy of a million dollars to get a good line together for chips and popcorn. Unfortunately, gummies are vastly more expensive and even the lead time on, on production line. I used to talk with a company, um, pretty big one. Uh, my friend's the head of um, consumer, uh, corporate, corporate finance there. I had a call with him actually yesterday or Saturday. Um, and he's trying to sell his line and he's looking for a price tag of 9 million. So I, I, don't, I, I don't see myself anytime soon um, yeah. dishing out that kind of cash. I'm calling it right now. Crick is going to be manufacturing his own gummies before 2030. If I'm wrong, I will give away a bag of gummies. Okay. <laughs> but no, I, dude, I believe in you, man. I, I think that if you need to, you will find a way. Hopefully you don't need to, and hopefully business goes along well. But I, Yeah, I, I mean, there, there's certain categories that are much easier to vertically integrate. Like powders are kind of tough, but you can kind of do it. Like there's And there's a lot more like plug and play ways to do it. Like they make it easier for you, the suppliers. Like, 
whether it's like peanut butter. Peanut butter is one of the easiest categories to vertically integrate. Like it's a very simple product line to do. Um, if you're cooking it yourself and whatnot and roasting, a little bit more difficult. That adds a layer of complexity, but like just the blending of peanut butter, super simple. Um, like sauces, hot sauce. Again, I'm, not, I'm kind of a quasi expert in food manufacturing as a whole. Like hot sauces. If you're co-packing hot sauces, what are you doing? Like there's no reason to do that. Um, but like chips, you could do it yourself, but it's going to cost you about a million dollars to get like a good line and facility together. And then like gummies, it's not just the line. You got to find good scientists. You got to find good people. And then you got to get um, not just like um, SQF audited. You have to get what's the, the supplement audit. You need to get like that higher yeah, degree. 111. Yeah. 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 So it's another degree and layer of complexity that you have to have. And like most of the time, that's like those are like pharmaceutical facilities. Yeah. Like they're so, so top of the line. And for us to even like consider it, like it would be, it would be like two year project. It's not like an overnight kind of thing. So we talked a lot in the podcast about, you know, like liability of the things leading, uh, actually lining up and actually testing out by having a co-packer do it for you by having someone manufacture it for you. You're kind of trusting them. And hopefully that, that helps. Once you start to vertically integrate, you assume all, all of that risk. Obviously in the supplement space, you do assume all the risk for yourself, for your manufacturer. But even if you get sued, you can bring them in. In this case, you'd have no one to turn to for help. Um, that would be my biggest concern personally. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that's the risk you take with any product line, but you also just have to know you're bringing a product line to market with efficacy and validity and, yeah. and, and what you're putting out there. And, and, that, and that's kind of what we did. Again, that's probably also the reason we spent so long developing this product line that's probably the reason we took so long um finding which functional ingredients not only work but actually are in the product line like so like a lot of multivitamin product lines like they lose efficacy in cooking process we already talked about prebiotic talk about bcas <laughs> like anything i put out i want to make sure it stays stable in a gummy and it actually works and you guys can attest to it the focus actually works the yes. sleep yes. actually works like there's actual tangible feel to the product and for product lines that don't have a feel whether it's beauty or whether that's immunity i still want to bring that same level of um truth and mm. brand product so i want to make sure that there is real structure and value to what we're bringing to our product lines well, I definitely think you've accomplished that. And uh, I think everyone's going to be really excited to see more of it once this drops. So uh, we've gone for about an hour here. So I, I'll definitely say, I think uh, I'm ready to close it off. Uh, cool. I think Mike, you, you didn't have any other questions, right? No, dude, I've loved this. I, as you can tell, I am so bullish on Crick and Candy Cane. <laughs> Thanks guys. Well, I, I appreciate the time here. And then if anyone wants to check us out, it's uh, eatcandycan.com, um, eat candy can on all social media platforms and uh yeah, man, give us a shout out and give try us out. But I uh, hope people enjoy it. And if you guys have any kind of suggestions, any kind of feedback, like reach out to us, hey, at eatcandycan.com or shoot us a DM on social media. We're always listening. Um, I'm responding. Or one of my, Ryan or one of my employees is responding. Like we're, we're on it. We like to have communication. That's also why we went direct consumer for such a long time. We want to have that conversation because, again, it's harder right now. But when we're not at expos and stuff like, so this is the perfect opportunity for us to talk to you. Awesome. Rick, do you do any personal Instagramming either that we should share or is that? No, I've, I've always been the man behind the brand. I've never had a personal Instagram. And um, I, I remember I made one for like two weeks. Cause everyone was like, yo, Pro's is a big company. You've got to have something. So I did it for like two weeks and I was like, 
I want the brand to stand in its own legs. I, I, I understand the value in like of being like a Tom Bilio and like being quest and being the guy, you know, I, I get that value. I get the Mark Lobelheimer, but he was already a big guy before that. I just, I don't want to be a career. I don't want to be an influencer. I, I do awesome. like, I, I do like talking to people, but like, I, I have no um, aspirations of fame at all. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you being on. Uh, we both do. Uh, and so uh, you you mentioned your Instagram or at least your companies. I don't think there's anything else that we normally we finish it off with that. So you seem like cool. you've done this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not my first ro- 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 rodeo. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Cool, guys. Good times. Yep. Bye Later. Soon.